Good morning, York University. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. Uh, first and foremost, let me just say uh, what an honor and blessing it is to be with you this morning. Uh, as was said, my name is Caleb Smith, also known as Moose, which explains the booing. And uh, I graduated from York in 2015. However, uh, that was back when it was just for us peasants, and not you fine York University people. Uh, so that's awesome. You guys are going to have that. Uh, but I love coming back and seeing all the differences. Uh, your cafeteria is completely different from the one that we had. Your library is unbelievably different than the one we had. Hewlett is unbelievable. It's probably still haunted. That's not the point. It still looks incredible out there. It's awesome. Uh, one thing, however, is a little different. The more you come back to York after you leave, the less people you know. And it's unsettling. Because <laughs> usually at York, everyone knows everyone, and everyone knows everyone's business. We, we get all that. Uh, but the more you come back, the less people you know. So I have to ask the question, uh, especially considering the topic this morning and this entire week, uh, it is exactly, who are you? Who are you? Uh, what's your identity? What's, what's the core value of who you are as a person? Who are you? We've been asked that question our entire life. And because I don't know a lot of you, uh, I have to get to know the, the crowd a little bit. So please help me out here. If you're a dog person, I want you to, to make some noise really quick. If you're a dog person. Yeah, okay. Okay. Woof, woof. Nice. All right. Uh, cat people. Where are my cat people at? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, different. If you're a sloth person, make some noise. Where are my sloth people at? Yeah. Yeah, see, my people. I love sloths. Uh, but is that part of your identity? Is that who you are? Uh, probably not. So we move on to other ones, too. Let's say, for example, uh, where are my Qdoba fans at? Qdoba people? Okay, okay. Chipotle people, where are you at? Yeah, okay. Uh, most importantly, La Casina people, where are you at? My people, yes. Uh, that's good. So maybe not just taste, because that's, again, not your identity. It's not what you stake all your claim on. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, let's do some personality tests. Where are my Gryffindors at? Make some noise. Gryffindors? Yeah. Uh, Slytherins, where are you guys at? Yeah, you would. Uh, Ravenclaws, where are you at? Yeah, my people. Uh, Hufflepuff, the rest of you guys? Yeah. Uh, how about kids whose parents wouldn't let you read Harry Potter because it was witchcraft? Any of those? Yeah, see, now we're at a Christian college, now we're talking. But again, is that, is that your identity? Is that where we wrap everything up in? No, we'd say no. Uh, how about this? Uh, extroverts, my people, people, make some noise. Okay. All right, uh, introverts, quietly raise your hand. Where are you guys at? See the difference? My people, yeah. Uh, but there are so many more. There's so many more we can talk about, especially at York, uh, because, again, there's so many options. Uh, for example, basketball players. Where are my ballers at? Make some noise, basketball. Okay. Uh, softball, where are my softball players at? Yeah. Uh, track and field. Yeah. My people, yeah. Uh, not just sports, we do every sports team. How about uh, performing arts? Where are my drama people at? Drama. Uh, choir, where are you at? Oh, yeah, love it. But again, is that who you are? When people ask, who are you? Do you say, I'm a this, I'm a that? So maybe it's not just personality or our interest. Let's talk about careers for a second. Uh, I promise you, the first job I ever wanted as a kid was a hairstylist. Why? Because the girl in front of me in first grade let me play with her hair the entire class. And I was like, all right, I'm in love with you. I can do this for my whole life. And now I just hear the voice of God saying, I hope you like irony, and that's where we're at now. Uh, after that, I had a very serious stint as a sumo wrestler. I wanted to be a sumo wrestler. Uh, so much so that I actually, I wrote to the Japanese ambassador asking for information on how to become a sumo wrestler. I took it very seriously. 
Uh, then I had a, a huge stint. Uh, I had a very big magic phase, magic trips at Scholastic Book Club, and I spent hours and years of my life perfecting my craft, and look where that got me now. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. But here's the deal, too. <laughs> Uh, but is that, is it, is it the career? Because now I stand before you as a youth minister, and is that who I am? We have here, we have teachers, we have coaches. Uh, your major, we have criminal justice, we have education, we have business, we have pre-med, we have pre-law, we have so many things. And does that make you who you are? Some people ask the question of who are you, what do you actually say? Because what's the core value of your identity? It's a huge question when you actually think about it. The question of, who are you? This whole week we've talked about identity uh, and community from, from other people, everything like that. And I was asked to specifically talk about your identity in Christ, which is a huge, huge topic. Your identity in Christ. So to do that, I have to ask you one more question. And it might get a little uncomfortable, so get excited. Uh, the question being, can you be blank and Christian? You feel the uncomfort a little bit? Because you can put anything you want in that blank. Anything you want. The big ones are, can you be gay and Christian? Well, can you be straight and Christian? Can you be Republican? Can you be Democrat? Conservative, liberal? Can you be a Qdoba fan and Christian? The, the answer to me, in my opinion, and I contend this morning, anything you put in that blank, anything at all, the answer is absolutely not. You cannot be anything and Christian. Because we're asking the wrong question. That's the wrong question to ask. The real question is, can you be like Christ? That's the question you have to ask yourselves. That's where the identity comes in. Because once we start putting qualifiers before that, can you be blank and Christian? We're mixing up the ideologies here. Can you be like Christ? That's the question. That is where your identity actually lies. Because so many times we think, if we can get this thing, if we can be this person, if we can be seen like this or as this, we'll finally be who we're meant to be. But the truth of the matter is, there is nothing on this earth that can make you who you are. There's nothing on earth that can give you that. There's nothing you can get, nothing you can be perceived as. There's nothing on earth that is connected to who you are as a person, because nothing on earth is meant to last forever. Nothing on earth. Even if it's the thing you love the most. I stand for as a youth minister, or if I was a sumo wrestler, if I was a hairstylist, if I got what I wanted to be, that still wouldn't be who I am. Because your identity cannot be found on earth. It's not meant to last forever. And when the end of the world comes, if you lose everything that you believe makes you who you are, then what do you have left? There's one thing. There's one thing that you can have now and for the rest of your life and for the rest of your death afterwards. And that is Jesus Christ. The sacrifice he made to give you a brand new life. That's the one thing that lasts not just now, but forever. So you can have an identity rooted in the very son of the living God. That could be who you are. So when people ask you, who are you? You don't just say, I'm Jesus, because that's not true. But you can say, look at how I treat people. Look at how I interact with people, how I love people, how I have compassion and grace and mercy. And they'll say, oh, you must be a Christian. Imagine changing that to how we're viewed now. But nothing on earth can give you that. Uh, so if you brought your Bibles, uh, we're going to read Colossians chapter 3 for a second. Colossians 3 is a huge verse, and I love it. So listen to this. Colossians 3. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Can we be so bold to say the same thing? Christ is your life. Everything about you, your very life is the Son of God. Can we be so bold to say that this morning? And you died. But when he appears, who is your life, he'll be raised to life with him because your identity isn't something that is not perishable, but it's eternal. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now... You must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. There is no more blank there. Not a question of, can you be barbarian and Christian? Can you be a Jew and Christian? Can you be circumcised and Christian? He took the blank away. Christ is in all and is all. Is that your identity? Or do we focus so much on the blank? Do we put our identity there instead of being like Christ instead? That's a big question to ask. Can you be like Christ Put to death everything you were before you met him. All the things in your life that was before that. Because there's no more blank. So again, I ask you the question one more time, just who are you? Who are you? That's a huge question. And I love York because the diversity is insane here. Because this is the one thing concerning earth where you can be the exact same and be completely different. Look at the disciples of Jesus for a second. He had a tax collector and he had a zealot among his first 12 disciples. There is no context where that makes sense. But because they put Christ on and they made him his identity, they changed the world because of it. Completely different people, completely different values, yet they come together, have Christ, and they're not called those things anymore. They're called disciples. So at York, you guys have the most diverse, man, it's incredible what you guys have here. And more incredibly, you can have all those unique things about you and still have the same identity rooted in Christ but be completely different. Because just imagine if today, just for today, you decided to say, today my identity is rooted in Christ, so anything that I do would be based on what he would do. Do you know how hard you would study? How hard you would practice? Can you imagine the forgiveness you'd either ask for or receive from people if everyone decided to have themselves rooted in Christ? Can you imagine how hard you would work? Can you imagine how hard you would love people and didn't treat them as just blanks, but saw them as what they actually are, the children of the living God? Is that this campus? Is Christ your life? What is your actual identity? Who are you? So my prayer is pretty simple this morning for all of you, that today you start by thinking about how you can put to death who you used to be and instead, root yourself in the ever-living God, the Son of God who came to show you how to live with compassion and grace and mercy, and clothe yourself with those instead of, of focusing on the blank. Because if we have just the blank, then all the things below that are according to the blank. 
But if you focus on Christ, everything about us lines up under that. Can you be like Christ? Is that who you are? My prayer is that all of you remain different. All of you remain different. We have performers and we have sports and we have teaching and we have coaching. We have all the things that make York what it is. The people make York what it is. I pray that that uniqueness stays with you, but you also let Christ shine in your life like never before to the people that you can, that other people couldn't. That's what it means to have your identity in Christ. Let the person you were before you met Christ go. Let him go. Let them leave you. And instead, put on grace and mercy and have your identity rooted in the very Son of the living God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Uh, God, I pray that we remove the blank. Uh, God, there is no slave or free, barbarian, Scythian. There's no blank, Father. There's just Christ. And I pray we focus on that and we stop asking ourselves if we could be something and that because all we have to be is like Christ. God, I pray whatever we do, whatever we pursue in our lives, uh, God, that we focus on showing the world what you look like. And when people see us, they don't even have to ask the question of who we are because they see what we do and how we treat people and how we love people. God, I pray a blessing over York University uh, as they continue to change and make awesome changes that they stay true to who you are. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son that can make us brand new and never have a blank again, but only be seen as we're supposed to be. Our Father, that's living with you for all eternity. It is in the name above all names that we pray. Amen. Love you guys.